Welcome to the Inspire Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourself. Oh, me? Hi, everybody. I'm Lila Noor, the educator motivator coming to you from Los Angeles. I'm currently a mathematics instructional coach as well as a motivational speaker. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My website is MissLilaNur.com. Um, M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. Every episode, we talk about what we're grateful for because we're grateful for so much, as you should be. And this episode, I am grateful for knowing that I don't know everything. I, there's a lot of humility that's come with me growing in these past few years. And I really love being able to bask in the fact that I don't know it all. So you might listen to an episode and say, she don't know what she's talking about. Or, you know, that don't sound politically correct. Or I don't know if that just sounds kind of right. You might be right. I know I don't know everything. And I am perfectly fine with that. And I'm okay with it because every single day I am learning. But I am extremely grateful for the humility that comes with knowing that I don't know it all. And I'm constantly trying to learn more every single day. Hey, they say if you're not learning something new every day, you're not growing. Come on. <laughs> learn something new every single day. This is your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, academic rock star, your favorite teacher, favorite teacher, a mathematics specialist, mathematics consultant, mathematics everything. I think that's going to be my new title, mathematics everything. Mm. Because what I do, mathematics, anything related to mathematics, that's my thing. It's kind of tight. New... <laughs> Let me write it down. Mathematics, <laughs> That's my new handle. My social media handle is at DRKChilds. You can find me on all social media platforms, Twitter. The main ones, I'm just, the main ones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes, I do all the other ones, like the young kids, Snapchat, TikTok, Housefart. I don't know. I think Housefart is TikTok. You know. ain't on no TikTok. I do have a TikTok account. Wow. I don't know how to use it, but I got it. Oh, you more popping than me. <laughs> yeah, boom. I'm TikToking. I'm tick follow me on I'm gonna do a TikTok. That's what my kid my kids say I'm gonna do TikTok. Please don't. I'm do TikTok. I don't know what it means, but it sounds cool. So I'm gonna do a TikTok later. So after this episode, I'm gonna do a TikTok. Hopefully it's up there whenever this oh, episode. Oh, a TikTok talk. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. TikTok. All right, I'm gonna do TikTok so and call it day. This week I'm grateful. I am grateful for mentors. A lot of people have mentored me. Personally and professionally, I'm grateful to each and every one of them. Each and every one of them has played a special role. And with me and my mentors, they know I hit them up out the blue on a regular basis. And sometimes I just actually tell them I'm appreciative of them. And they be like, man, you ain't got to tell me all the time. I'm like, well, I'm just telling you that. Make you feel good. But I'm appreciative of my mentors that have really been integrated in everything I do across the board. So I'm grateful for you all. Nice. Hopefully they listen to the podcast. If they don't, they'll hear about this shout out. I guess I have to call them and tell them I shot them shot them out on the podcast. This week's episode, controversial topic, but a true topic. And my favorite talk, topic to discuss, if you've heard me speak any time in the year of 2019, depending upon when we list this episode, if you go back to all my speeches from 2019, I was talking about teachers pay teachers sucks. Sucks. Yeah, let me pray. <laughs> teacher pay teacher sucks. sucks. 
suck, 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 suck. <laughs> and Teachers Pay Teachers is a supplemental website that teachers go on. They pay. And it's called Teachers Pay Teachers because it's designed for, it's kind of like FUBU for us, by us, kind of like that same thing. But the website sucks. And a lot of people are always questioning why I say that because there's a lot of crap in the ecosystem. And for me, I care about students and I care about fleshing out crap because it's going to impact our students. And now, the Fordham, Thomas B. Fordham Institute has released a report in regards to supplemental curriculum. They did a study of some of the most popular websites to come. I'm going to give you the overall study findings. Overall, raters rate most of the materials on supplemental websites, teachers, faith teachers, read, write, think, share my lesson. Pinterest also, throw that in there. Overall, do, from their study, they rate the materials as mediocre or probably not worth using. So now I've been saying all 2019, go back to my videos and every all my presentations. I kept saying teachers, faith teachers suck. Everybody was <laughs> controversial. But guess what? Now I got some research report to back me up. I told y'all that mess sucks. Come on with the I'm research. Done. I'm done. <laughs> no, we done. It's not my research. It's not my research, but I got research to say. I, you know, people always say, and the research says, guess mm. what? I can report. Study I can show. report to some studies. And unlike a lot of people that say it in general, don't know, really know. No, I can point to the study by Morgan and Jennifer. Boom. Come on, study show. I mean, here's the thing. Like, they talked about the value or, uh, of the teachers, pay teacher content. And, and like they said, there's a lot of it that's mediocre and not worth it because, you know, I, I, some of it's not even really and truly like we're trying to figure out which standards it's aligned to. Um, but my issue is having to pay for things within the education community. Now, as teachers, you know, we are already spending oodles of our own money every single year. Hopefully you're writing it off on your taxes. But we're spending all this money every single year on everything that we do within our classrooms that, you know, our, our schools don't necessarily pay us for or, 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 or refund us for. And those that have the gall to say, hey, I created this amazing assignment or this amazing lesson that I think would be great for more schools and, and, and students to have access to. But here, give me five dollars for it. That's that to me kind of sucks. Like, I mean, it, I have no problem for paying for good contact. But even when you think about, for instance, let's just take Robert's open middle. Open middle has been free for a very long time. We've been looking at sample lessons and sample activities and problems from open middle for a very long time. He has an entire book now that I'm willing to pay for because I know that there's so much more that comes with open middle. But the content itself has been free. I'm going to support the book. But for you to say, here, I have this awesome problem, this dope problem for you to do, but give me $2. That's out. I don't, I, don't, I don't like the concept. I feel like if we're really trying to give everybody great access, every student access to amazing content, to amazing teachers, to, ama to be able to learn at the same uh, amazing levels as they can, why do I have to pay? to access an awesome lesson. I just, I just, I just don't, I don't see it. I never have. I've never paid for a lesson. It's not in me. Now, see, I'm the opposite. I don't mind people making money and selling lessons. Mm -hmm. I don't actually mind paying for 
keyword quality material. The reason I say teachers pay teachers sucks and everybody else, and I say everybody else, other websites that do this mess, is they're non-bedded materials. Mm, mm-hmm. Teachers already do not have ample time to just teach, just to teach and to find materials. So now they're using non-bedded materials that are typically not high-quality materials. So that's my, I guess, I guess I'm beefing, as they say in the hip-hop world, I'm beefing with these sites is they're typically not. And everyone, I don't, I'm going to say something. Just because you're a teacher does not mean you can make good curriculum materials. True. I know personally, I'm not a creator. I'm an I'm a implementer. I can implement the mess out of something. But as far as creating from scratch, that's that's not my strong suit. It's, it's the same thing with a musical artist. There's some great musical artists who cannot write a hit song or produce the music for their song. Mm-hmm. But they're great singers. So what do I mean? Some teachers, you're great on the stage, and that's great. That's what we need you for. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't be Prince where you write your own songs, produce your own music, and sing it. And it's the same thing. And these sites give everybody... The ability to be a great curriculum writing quality curriculum aligned to standards. I do this. It is hard. I have a team of people I work with. Even though I have a PhD in math ed, I know all things, everything in math ed. I still have a team that I work with, and it takes hours to create a single task. I know people who work for major companies that do task creation. They spend hours. Some people spend years on tasks, like one or two tasks. Mm-hmm. So you can't over the weekend create some great stuff. And get, have people using it. And having students, again, I don't care a lot of things what adults do. I care when students are getting crap the resources. And it's not about, again, Lila's going from the point of the money. I'm going to point for the quality of it. Because I'm not against people, teachers making resources. But everybody can't create. Going back to music, everybody can't be a, they can't, you can't be the singer, the producer, and the writer. <laughs> unless you're Prince. There was only one print. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and again, I'm thinking about the 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 people in math ed that we can think of that have really good quality products. A lot of their products have been free for a long time and they've been vetted for a long time where people implement them and they come back with feedback and, or somebody will say, hey, I just posted this new activity or this new problem. Tell me what you think. And then people are saying, hey, here's my thoughts or why do you do this or why, you know, why that? Or, you know, this seems problematic to me. And we're, you're, they're able to find this community of people that are willing or, or find, see the quality in this product and to go do test runs before we say this is worth, you know, giving it out to the world as, as, a, as a sure thing. And again, I just have an issue with the pay. Like not just, I, I definitely, um, I agree with Chris's point that, you know, the quality of the products just is not always there. A lot of, most of the times as the studies show, studies show that most are not of good enough quality. But for me, it's just like, I would think that we would want all classrooms to be able to have that access to amazing products. And just paying for it, it's, uh, it's not for me. I don't, I don't see it. I don't agree with it. I never will. Just because I know that when I do things, every time I do a CPM workshop for the five years that I taught CPM in my classroom and everything that I've created, assessments, you know, PowerPoint lessons, new activities, projects, 
I give everybody everything. I will say, here is the link to my drive. Take it, run with it, do what you will. Not all of it is vetted. Of course, not all of it is great, but you know, I, I'm willing to share the things that I've done with people and not say, well, you know, I give you this, but like, let me get a ream of paper or, you know, buy me lunch or, you know, can I get a dollar? Mm, nah. So as I come back to my research, <laughs> this was because one of the things some people like to like just use it, throw our buzzword. I like to go specific. This research studied by the Fordham Institute focused on ELA English language arts. Okay. They focused on two questions. What types of materials are teachers download most frequently? What kinds of content do they include? And question two, how do experts rate the quality of these materials? Based upon their focus questions, they, their study had nine findings, two strengths and seven weaknesses. While this is an ELA study, I guarantee you if we change the content, it will be the same. Mm. I'm, put, I'm putting, putting my money on it. Mm. So here's some of the findings. Here are the two strengths. First strength, the quality of the text is good to excellent, and students are often asked to provide textual evidence when analyzing the text. That's a good thing. So the stuff they're finding, students actually provide, you know, textual evidence. The second strength, the materials are generally free from errors and well-designed. I kid you not. I will give credit. I think Teachers Pay Teachers does a good job in making the teachers that make colorful, they're pretty. That stuff is pretty. It's very nice. I'm not saying it's good. It's pretty, but <laughs> I would give them credit when it says a strength is well just like they've taken a worksheet and made it a pretty worksheet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of enticing, visual type. Now, here are the weaknesses. Here are the weaknesses. Overall, reviewers rate most of the materials as mediocre or probably not worth using. Clarity and instructional guidance are weak. At best, there's modest evidence that the quality of the material predicts teachers' use of it. Another weakness, this is huge. The materials are weakly to moderately align with the standards which they claim alignment. Creating standards-based, first of all, I don't care what you say, standards matter. Creating standards-aligned materials is hard. Like, And it's saying most of y'all stuff not even aligned to the standards. So what are you really making? Another weakness, overall quality of writing and speaking and listening task is weak. Another finding, a weakness, assessments included in the materials rank poorly because they are sometimes failed to cover key content and rarely provide the teachers the supports needed to score student work. So it's saying basically, you don't even have a basic rubric. Another weakness, lesson units do a poor job of building students' content knowledge and they're generally not cognitive. Oh, read, read that again, Chris. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> lessons do a poor job of building Students' content knowledge and generally not cognitively demanding. I've been talking about cognitive demand tasks for years. That's some, that matters, like rich problem-solving tasks. And then the materials do a very poor job of offering teachers support for teaching diverse learners. Mm. Uh, I got one more. You said, mm, give me what I got time. I got time. Another weakness, materials score fairly low on the potential to engage students and do not reflect the cultural diversity of a classroom. And do not reflect the cultural diversity of class. And do not reflect the cultural diversity of classes. Listen to our prior episode. So teachers pay, teachers sucks, Pinterest sucks, all those open air resources that are not vetted, that are just out there for somebody to, to put out there. Most of them suck. I'm saying most because y'all gonna hit me up. This one's good. 
if it's not better, it's not good. If it's not standard line, if it's not diverse, if it doesn't engage to us. I'm, hey, that's my research. ELA, <laughs> I'm waiting for the forward to put out math, but y'all got to start using. The, here's the key. Are you using quality materials? And also be honest, if you do not know what quality materials are, that's something we need to work on helping teachers identify. Lila, what are some of your final thoughts on this? Because, you know, I can go on and on about teachers pay, teachers suck. Now, some of y'all are going to say, what if they reached out to you to do? I, I will review their materials. I will help them improve. But until they improve, y'all won't say what I said. They suck. You know what? <laughs> I wish you had just left it with Chris being as passionate as he is. But I... I... I have my perspective as to why I, I dislike it on a very surface level. Chris went into to the depths of it. I think on, on a grander scale, when we think about content that's out there on the web for teachers to use, is it going to help our students succeed in this global world? And in a world that, that in this, this, this 21st century demanding problem the world where students are being asked to problem solve and to solve problems that aren't even a problem yet are these things doing that are they like chris said you know it doesn't matter if you know we you can add fractions with with a, a get a common denominator can we problem solve through those things and and the research is showing that a lot of these activities aren't doing that furthermore you're asking for my money so i'm out like they say on Shark Tank, I'm out. Lastly, 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 <laughs> from the report, to help teachers make more informed decisions, supplemental platforms should consider making expert review, expert reviews available in addition to any teacher ratings and popular ratings they come currently off. So they need to get expert reviews and outside help to help them make better materials. I don't know if on their website, if I'm honest, if they have like tutorials or something to help teachers make great materials or a rubric to set them, but they got they got to do better. Too many teachers are using these platforms and they're not working. So don't come at me. Oh, this is better, Kristen. The textbook we had, according to all the data, students are not achieved. So it ain't better. But this brings me to a more fun. I don't want to say fun. You know, a mellow part of the episode where we get into the inspirational moment, being brought to you by the legendary, the motivational speaker, the I don't know, whatever word you want to use as beyond awesome, Miss Lila Noah, take it away. <laughs> He'll say the myth, the legend. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take actually what we were grateful for at the very beginning of this episode and put that into this, this inspirational moment. And that was knowing that you don't know everything and mentors. And, and it connects directly to what we're talking about here with this, these online uh, platforms where people are just putting content on there without it being vetted. You have to honestly be able to sit back in our profession, understand and really and truly believe that you don't know everything. And that's okay. Right. But you have to create a, a hub of people or find a diverse enough network of people that, that give you more insight into the things that you are doing. Because everything that, that we do within education is about the kids. But we need a community. We need a team. We need some people to filter through to get us to the space that we're in right now. 
And, and when we think about those mentors, again, you have to have a set of diverse mentors. I can't have all five of my mentors that look exactly the same, that all do the exact same thing, that are experts in the exact same thing. I don't have enough diversity there to give me um, a, a perspective about the way it's going to reach and touch everybody in the world. So when we think about knowing that we don't know everything, you got to really believe that. Like, do you really and truly believe that you don't know everything? And if you go into every single thing that you do, every assignment or task that you're trying to create and understanding that, then you'll be more humble about the process of saying, hey, all right, I'm going to start with, you know, creating this assignment that I think might be good. And then I can get to a space where I say, all right, let me show it to all 10, 15, 20 of these people to see if that sounds like it's, it's of good quality, right? Um, but furthermore, we need each other as a community, you know, outside of just having mentors when we think about the larger education community. I feel like we should do a way better job of supporting and helping one another outside of asking for my funds. Like I said, when somebody writes a, a book or comes up with a really quality ongoing, something that's more than just right now, but something that's going to impact my, my classroom for long term, I have no problem with paying for that. But you asking me for my five, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for your one activity, I just feel like it's inconsiderate. And it does the same thing with, you know, the way that schools are, are, are being targeted for still accepting the ACT and the SAT as, as they feel like it, um, it um, uh, is, is excluding students of color that don't have the access to get the same support and, and studying tools that uh, other students of higher SES does. I, I feel like in the same sense, when we talk about teachers that are, you know, brand new teachers, we talk about teachers that are just now... Um, that teach in lower um, SES schools that oftentimes, I want to scratch that, that sometimes live in those neighborhoods too. I don't necessarily have the means to get access to these things. So if, if as a community, our goal is to offer this to teachers because we feel like it's of quality, which unfortunately we're seeing that it's not sometimes, you should not be asking for my money in order for me to do so. And if you do, it should be vetted through and through. You need to have filtered it through 50 people at least in order for me to see, okay, this is quality. It's aligned to the standards. It's, it's providing some sort of conceptual understanding or development for my students. And I understand that by giving this or you know, allowing other teachers to, 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 to access this, this is going to do this is going to make education within my content area, within this gray band, a much better place. But we have, we have, have, have to start with our community. And we have to understand that we don't know everything. Reach out to the people around you and, and really think about how we're going to continue to band together and build together in order to make education more accessible for all students. A-L-L, all students, not some students, not those students, all students. This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast, number one podcast on the world, in the universe. We out. Holla at your boy. Holla at your girl. Hey, if you see Jadron, holla at him too. We miss you, boy. Come on back. Man, because we... Shoo, we've been right, looking we for out. him.